Here we go, guys. Back with a brand new pod. It's US Open week, and this is episode 19 of season three. Just going to say one thing, Ricky Fowler, you're back. He is flying high at the minute. And we have to make our apologies, though, before. Yes, sorry. Because this pod is out a little bit later, but for those of you that don't know... We are going Istanbul. <laughs> Man City won the Champions League, um, which meant I was away all weekend last weekend at the game. Alex and I and M went to see This the... man has more holidays than Judith Chalmers, by the way. Well, you got to follow your team, haven't you? <laughs> um, we went to see the parade on Monday night and got absolute soaking, but we obviously couldn't do the podcast because we were there celebrating the treble. So for all you United fans, all you Liverpool fans out there, Dave, that's for you. You might have just lost just half of our listeners here if they're, if they're from Manchester and support the Red Arthur. Oh, oh, the Blues. <laughs> oh, the Blues. Um, so just going back to Ricky Fowler, you sent me the screenshot last night of like his opening round. I was like, hang on, what? Yeah. But I'm going to say one thing. It is so nice to see him back where he belongs, at the top of the tree. It's been far too long. And do you know what? That, well, it's a long way to go. But if he can get a win or at least finish top five, that's a big middle finger to, um, what's his name? Faldo. Faldo, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. And the funny thing is, literally as I sent you that, and my, my um, text was something like, go on, Ricky, lad. Um, he was on the 17th, which I think is a par five. Um, Rich Beam on the Sky Country was like, oh, well, if he uh, eagles this and, and birdies the next, he's going to... He's gonna, um, have the all-time record or whatever he and he ended or however it was and he ended up getting the record yeah, for the yeah. lowest round in US Open opening round you, or open round ever op- lowest round in a US Open oh, so it will be open round as well then suppose. yeah well yeah <laughs> but not the lowest round in a major which was 61 right so Rich Beam says that if he if he eagles this and birdies the last he'll get he'll get the best ever usually when people do that it's commentator's curse it goes with Mate, the he wanged it he absolutely wanged it like big time big time right off the tee Um, ended up having to chip out take his medicine as it were but he was um, just brilliant like I watched the the last few holes as he came in and he just looks class like looks really really good also guys just going to say this coming out on Saturday morning so if you're playing golf today have a good one now we need to get and talk about this PGA DP World Tour Piff Live Piff Live 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 Merger how annoying was this by the way we did the podcast last I know, Monday. I know. Tuesday afternoon, this news comes out. Yeah. Oh, typical. Now, my initial thoughts are, and there's obviously been a lot come out since this, right? My initial thoughts are, and, and you may agree with me, you may disagree, is I think Live Golf was never meant to succeed. I honestly think Live Golf was put there as a mechanism to scare the PGA Tour to having to take their money because they've literally drenched them of all theirs. Because if you look at PGA Tour statement from Jay Monaghan, there's some very deliberate wording in the sense of we've had to use our reserve funds to pay for the um, £50 million worth of legal fees. Yeah. Now, you can't keep that going on. They certainly can. Mm-hmm. And they can win that battle. They've got the deepest pockets. And they spent over £100 million boosting elevator purses just to keep their players on side. Yeah, I think it's an unbelievable play smart smart play from the PIF um, because it what they've in essence done is create competition mm-hmm. which then gets players questioning what's going on the situation which then puts the PJ Tour 
in a situation that they weren't planning on being in, i.e. Yeah. forking out all this money, which then they eventually have to turn around and say, okay, 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 you have it your way. Yeah. I you, did, you can buy golf, in essence. Exactly. And I saw an interview that um, it's an old one. So probably about from three months ago from um, Greg Norman. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of aimed towards Rory. He says, um, essentially, that he really likes Rory, always been a Rory fan, but Rory has to be very, very careful what he says because he may regret what he says in the next, let's say, few weeks, he says. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've forgotten what time frame he used because things are going to change. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You knew what was going on. Exactly that. Exactly that. And I think, for, I mean, if you look at it, if you're the piff and you're looking at Greg Norman, you're going, well done, mate. You created this smoke screen. You've got us what we want. And... Jay Monaghan is now the biggest hypocrite in golf. Well, that was my my next point. Is the the hypocrisy of it is horrible, really. I think I don't don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I understand why they've done it. Mm. I understand the whole reasoning behind it. But the first thing I noticed when I read the article when it came out was it was PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and PIF. Now, when it was Live Golf, it was Live Golf, backed by Saudi Public Investment Fund. Hmm. So it was an issue about where the money came from before. Now there's no issue about where the money. I mean, this from. guy said all horrible things about 9/11 that they were the causes of it. And he he's, he said some pretty bad things that you actually like. Jeez, oh, I mean, yeah, that's that's bad. That like I think it's that 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 doesn't sit right with me. The hypocrisy of it. Um, but I, then, but then people will say on the other side, well, it doesn't sit right with them because of human rights and things like that. So I, I understand that completely. And and it, I just think Jay Monaghan and the PJ Tour saying what they said previously about live, it just stinks a bit. Now all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll have the money. Yeah. Now right. the, the things that I don't get is how you can negotiate this in seven weeks, and really no one knows where the golfing landscape is anyway. No one knows if one live players are going to play properly. Is there going to be team events? What events are going to happen? How are they going to get paid back? Are people going to compensate them? There's there's so many unanswered questions. I don't get why you don't take longer, finish this season, and then announce it for next season. Yeah. I know it's wraparound, but my point being is like this year is a huge year. It's a Ryder Cup year. Mm. Now, are they going to allow these players who play live golf, who left, for example, the DP World Tour, the likes of Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter? Now, I know they wouldn't play and qualify, but they would definitely be like vice captains and, well, and captain's picks. Mate, Stenson was captain and was and had to step down or was told to step and down. what an honour. He's had to give for give. And now and now DP World Tour have all of a sudden gone, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll be part of this. They needed it. I'm telling mate. you right now, the, the biggest winner out of all this is the DP World Tour. But is it though? Because will the DP World Tour exist? Or will it become something else? You're going to have now a worldwide tour. This is how I see it happening. A worldwide tour with a Premier League, let's yeah, say, yeah, and yeah. a championship. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it'll end up being something similar where you could potentially have three leagues because obviously I, I don't think Liv is going to go anywhere. I don't. I, I, I do. I, I do. Think I think Liv's going to go. I think, I think it's go. too deep. I think it's too far gone now. It... it I just think you're going to have certain events which are going to be live style, i.e. shotgun starts, i.e. three rounds, i.e. like music going on. Like They've already started to try and do this on the DP World Tour with the um, modest event that they run at Galgon Castle. There's like music on the range every single time he goes to the range. Yeah. So like 
I, I, I think you might be right, but may, maybe Live Golf becomes like the, um, how they're going to do... It's like the 2020 of golf. Yeah. So, and essentially, or, or, or Live Golf is going to be very much more of the, how do you, what word do you use? Not the influencer, social media, like... Um, the entertainment yeah. factor, as yeah, it were. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of the I word. Think, I guess, I guess I, the way that, what I think you're trying to say is, is in what my point is, and I agree with it, is you're going to have the PJ Tour, which is in essence your test match cricket, first class cricket. That's what I mean. You're going to have the DP World Tour, which is like your 2020 blast, and then you're going to have Live Golf, which is like your 100. Yeah. That's how I think it could yeah. go. Yeah, and you might have celebrities, you might have more pro-am style. Like, like yeah. you can have celebrities playing in that style. Yeah. They're going to be a system where if you're playing in the the test match version, you're going to have to play a few of these live golf ones yeah. because that's going to be what's going to help bring in the big bucks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how good would that be on TV, having, like, celebrities playing with Rory McIlroy? It's going to bring new people into the game of golf. For example, right, look at DJ Khaled now. He is quite arguably the biggest golf influencer in the world. You, you can't. I don't think anybody can disagree with that. He is cha- he's making golf for the masses. Like he wears whatever he wants. He looks cool, and he's just loving golf. Like and having someone like him, who's going to appeal to a massive American audience who wouldn't even probably want to even take any interest in golf. He's the kind of person I can see being in those like fun events. Yeah, and I agree. I I, I think that's I think that's a very good shout as how as how this goes. Um, and to be honest, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing okay, for golf. Okay, so so if I ask you the question right now, is it good for golf? How are you answering it? Um, yes, I think it's good for golf because golf needed unifying in a sense. There was it, it was getting to a point where it was just like. In essence, we were getting the same news every week. It was going around in circles. PJ Tour don't like Live. Live don't like PJ Tour. Actually, the players do get on, or do they? I don't know. It well, was that Rory kind of thing. and Brooks hang out all the time. Exactly, best mate. So that's, that's media storm. That yeah, of media course storm. it is. Where I think now, now that golf is unified in a sense, while I don't necessarily agree with the way it's happened, I think that it will be better for the game of golf. I totally agree. I really do. I totally agree. Now, there's a thing that's actually come out in the last 24 hours, so this is some breaking news that we have timed the podcast very well for, is that there's rumours of a compensation fund. Yes. So, essentially... Which I think is only right. Well, this is the thing, right? So, how would it work? Because if you were a... Is it only going to be a compensation fund to the players that were offered money, or supposed offered money, so your likes of Matsuyama, Woods, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, um, Victor Hovland, Justin, uh, Justin Thomas, yeah. um, McElroy, Ma- no, Macro was never offered any money. So that would mean that yep. would, that, well, according to sources, he was never offered any money. Right, I would never go. So why should he be compensated? Because he was, he's but, been uh, the no, lamb for slaughter. No, that's no, why. I totally agree. But my argument is, I think what they're going to do is they're only going to compensate the players that potentially were offered contracts. Well, I think that I think then that that would be absolutely ridiculous because 100%. Rory McIlroy was the the person that was sent out there to speak out against this and then the PJ Tour basically stabbed him in the back. 100%. Now, I personally think the compensation should be for everybody on the tour an equal share. 100%. Whoever played the seasons that Liv started yeah. and had to go through all the, all the um, well, the disarray or the unknown circumstances, 
they should all get compensated. But then my other half of my brain saying, well, why should they get compensated? Because of Live Golf, they've never had so much opportunity to play for so much money. Yeah. For example, elevator events. This would never have forced the PGA Tour's hands to have ever have happened. Yeah. So half of me's like, do they actually... Oh, shit, sorry. I've just, just, just punched Josh in the arm <laughs> getting into this. Um, half of me saying... Uh, yeah, they should get compensated, but the other half is like, well, no, because they're going to play for loads of money. Yeah, but 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 on that, yes, they've had the opportunity to play for loads of money, but mate, Matsuyama, who is the biggest name in golf in Japan, I want to say, um, and sponsored by Shrixen, who are the biggest brand in golf, passed up on seven hundred million pounds, mate, or dollars. So seven hundred million dollars. Okay, yeah, he gets to play in, in an elevator event for twenty million every couple of weeks, mate, or three point six million if you win it. Seven hundred million—that's Tiger money, and the reason why it's Tiger money is because of the audience that he brings. Yeah. So he's a hundred percent. I know it's not about. It won't be about money for him. Of course, it won't. No. But. Well, here, That's here a lot of money. Here, here are the reported figures. So here are the reported figures. Tiger Woods reportedly offered seven to eight hundred million. Matsuyama four hundred. Ram four hundred. Spieth one two five to one fifty. Justin Thomas one hundred to one two five. Same for Patrick Cantley and Xander Schauffele. A hundred million for Victor Hovland and Will Zalatoris a hundred million and Cameron Young also a hundred million. And I'm sure there's some probably some other players who are smaller players. Yeah. Um, who were offered. 30, 40 million peanuts. Uh, <laughs> well, isn't it in the grand scale, which is mad. But I I think something has to be done. There has to be something put in place whereby these players that stayed low to the PJ Tour are looked after because right now, um, I don't want to use Brooks Koepka as an example because I understand his reasoning for going to live at the time. But the likes of Phil Mickelson are laughing. Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau laughing to be fair to Bryson he came out and said yeah it's a business decision of course it is but he's laughing because he's going to get his shot of getting back on the PJ Tour or being back on the PJ Tour like, yeah and playing like the waste management yeah. playing in all these events mate I, I, yeah. something has to be done to make it right for those that stay because of the hypocrisy of everything that's gone on I agree and I, I do what I think though if they're taking a longer decision and said right okay this is what's going to happen you guys are going to receive these payments from Liv in instalments you know, if they just came out and said, what I'm basically saying is, if they came out with this merger and had everything in that statement of what was going to happen in terms of events, in terms of compensation, I think people would be saying, I mean, we still call him a bit of a hypocrite, Jay Monaghan, but you'd be like, okay, I can see the direction you're trying to take it. Yeah. Right now, it's all smoke and mirrors. We don't actually know. And also, it might not even go through because of US Congress. US yeah. Congress have now looked at it and gone, hmm, this is a little bit fishy. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't know. I just I just think the whole thing, while it could be really good, like you said, there's all that going on with Congress. I, it's just, it's just fr- like, what happens now? What happens now? So we, we've spoke about there potentially being different leagues in the sense of Premiership, Championship, Division, League One, as it were. And how do you sort out who's in what league? Well, do, do base it on wins, base it on where your you finish is, base, who knows? It could really shaft some people, but it could really yeah. make some people. How do you, how do you then get promoted up and down can you get promoted oh, up I and down I'm getting a headache thinking about it or do they stay as as it is now but with more combined events like because in essence what they've done is they've bought golf they've not bought the PGA Tour they've not bought the DP World Tour they've bought golf mm. golf as an entity now is owned by the PIF or will be owned by the PIF Um. so I mean God knows where we go from here 
I've well, like, like I've put down here. Do all players play on everything? So do some of the live players have? Do some of the PJ Tour players go and play on live events? Like, mate, no one else. Is live like you said? Is live still going to be a thing? Is what Rory changes? Now. Like if is it like you said? Is there going to be team events? Well, yeah, well, Rory came out and said he hates live, which I still don't think is a wise thing to say, considering the way that things are going. Yeah, because no matter if you're calling it piff or whatever, it's live golf. It is live. Well, live golf is is owned by P- yeah, so it's PIF, live. isn't it? That's like saying it's not live. It's the like way around, though, isn't it? That's like saying I hate Disneyland, but I love Mickey Mouse. Yeah, live is live is piff. Not yeah. not piff isn't live. Live yeah. Live, yeah. Or no, I hate I hate I hate Mickey Mouse, but I love Disneyland. Sort of, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's not a great analogy, is it? No, it's it, yeah, it's right. What you're saying is right. It's like. You, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you can't have butter and toast. You can't, can't have toast without butter. No, you can't. You can't have I'm bread joking. without yeast. Right, it's going to be now. <laughs> um, okay, but as soon as we know some more information on exactly what's happening, we will keep you updated with all of our podcasts. So, this week is US Open Week, a very exclusive LA Country Club. And here's a little bit of a story for you, Josh. Pre-event, Patrick Reed headed up there. Paid for a local caddy, which is actually quite a common thing because a local caddy will obviously have been there week in, week out, know the all little nuances of the golf course, and guess how much he tipped him? It's either going to be like peanuts or... Can't guess how much he tipped him? For one round. Now now the fact that you said for one round, it tells me it's going to be a lot, but it, prob- it probably should be a lot. $7,800. Wow. He says information was that good. Well, yeah. How did he go yesterday? Terribly. Oh god, I don't know. He can't have been that good. <laughs> he wasn't. He's not for the top, so I don't know. But um, it, it's interesting that because a lot of these guys weren't have seen this golf course. No, this is again why a lot of players will have been taking up local caddies. And it's funny the tweet that was put out by one of the like flushing it, I think it was. Loads of people were commenting down below when they went to um, Sandwich in Kent. Yeah. And um, they paid one of the Patrick Reed paid for a local caddy that day, and apparently it was absolutely mega with him. Tipped him massively. Yeah. Asking loads of questions. But it's probably invaluable to them. It's invaluable to Patrick Reed as a player, but also the caddy as well, his caddy, yeah. because the like you said, the local knowledge of being on that course. Or the, I mean, we saw it uh, firsthand at Carnoustie. Well, the Charlotte guy said he caddy for Tiger Woods. He didn't did, he? yeah. As it, an amateur. As an amateur, yeah. In a local event. Mm. And now that's a claim to fame. That is a claim to fame. And it also could be bullshit. Right, it could be, yeah. <laughs> but it's a great story. And we believed him. We were yeah. like, no. But we saw it that day. Like, he knew ev- that golf course, like the back of his hand, yeah. where you need to hit it, where you don't want to hit it, like how the, the fairway's going to run, how the green's going to run. And that, to a player and a caddy, is going to be invaluable going into a tournament like this where these guys haven't seen this golf course because it's one of the most exclusive courses in the States, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's in basically just outside LA and I read something or heard something where it was saying that basically they they haven't they don't even allow celebrities on it. It's literally so so exclusive, like kind of like some of the places like places here. Like J C B in a sense, yeah. Um they they've had an event here, the Walker Cup. I think it's back in 2013, um, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird course, like really wide fairways. It's not your standard um, U.S. Open course. So as a par three at 78 yards and at 290. Yeah. So there's so there's what I think it's the 15th or the 11th is 78 yards, and then there's one the, the 15th or 16th is 290. Jeez. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not driver your, and a flick. <laughs> it's not your normal 
US Open style course. So if you look at stuff like what where where was it that Bryson won it? Oh, Pinehurst. No, whistling straight. No, whistling straights is where Justin. Um, Jordan Spieth won it. So basically, your 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 standard setup for a US Open golf course is quite narrow fairways and thick rough, and this is quite wide wide fairways. But what they've done is they've grown the rough. They're thick, like like yeah, like a, yeah, like a normal. I saw some figure from um, Brad Faxton was shut like throwing balls. Oh, in. ridiculous! Hey, but like, this thing, if you've not seen it, it's not rough where where we might have here where it's long and tall. It's like short but thick. Like you, you drop your ball in it and it just disappears. Mm. Um, so they've obviously made that change to make it more like a, a US Open style golf course. However, with some of the scores yesterday, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to trick it up because they don't like it being quite low scoring, do they? They, no. they, they want the winners really to be... Just under par. Yeah, four tops Yeah, kind of thing. But, I mean, Chauffele and Fowler are both eight under par. So, yeah, they had brilliant rounds, but I just think the the pin position will be very, very different today. They're going to try and trick it up because, I mean, the greens are ridiculous. Like, I've seen oh. some videos where they're dropping balls and it's running and running and running like 20 foot past the flag. I mean, like, look at it here. Like, the Americans are seriously, like, taking this by storm. So, you've got tied first, Fowler and Chauflay. Then you've got Clark, Dustin Johnson, Brian Harmon. Then you've got Rory McIlroy tied fifth at five under. And then you've got DeChambeau, Siwoo Kim, Scheffler... I mean, it is a stellar, yeah. stellar top of the field. Now, I said this at the start of the week. I think Dustin Johnson's going to win this week. He's been too quiet for too long, yeah. and he's too good of a player to be that quiet for that long. I think that's a good shout. I think I'd like to see, as I say this every time, I'd like to see Rory win it only because of what's happened over the last few weeks. I think it'll be right. But he's he struggled last week at the Memorial in his final round. He's just struggling to put that fourth round, those four rounds together. But. It'd be good to see him win. It'd also be mega to Ricky Fowler win it. Yeah. That'd be so, so good. Um Sheffler's up there but been struggling with his putter, so he's um actually changed his putter this week, which in my opinion can go one of it can go two ways. It's either gonna work or you're gonna struggle even more. Um he was basically struggling with like pulling putts, which is mad really considering how good he's been for the last year or so. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I think he's he's top ten at the minute, yeah. um, but he, he missed a few putts towards the back end of his round yesterday. Um, so yeah, it, it's just going to be an interesting one. I think with the rough being like it is, if you can hit the fairway, hitting the fairway is key. Like you see Roy McIlroy's first drive yesterday. His drive was absolutely on fire yesterday. Three hundred eighty-two yards. Is it playing fast and firm? On yeah. The oh yeah. Like, Speaking of putter changes, um, Rocky Fowler had the same as well. He's taken a quarter inch off the top of his putter um, because it kept catching on his belt or his jumper. Yeah, well, he's got. He has a longer. He, he plays with a um, what would have been like an arm lock yeah, yeah. putter, doesn't he? Um, yeah, it's it's that thing back around changing. I've like, seen Roy McIlroy do it this year, where he changed his putter and then he's gone back. Hmm. It's. It must be such a hard decision for them to make. Like, look at Scottish Scheffler. He's won everything that he's won. He's been as good as he's been. Starts to struggle with a bit with the, the putter slightly, and all of a sudden you're thinking, "Shit! Like, yeah. what's going on? What, what do we need to change?" Like, it must be so hard to to because, like, as golfers, as as golfers, amateur golfers, you know when you're either having a good day or having a bad day. But these guys are playing that often. It's like second nature to them. I imagine making any form of change. It's massive. It's huge. That's why they find it hard to change clubs. 
in general. Yeah. In general. So, some funny things actually coming out of this week. Um, you see Bryson DeChambeau here at the back of his club out of the rough. Ridiculous. So, yeah, I'd seen this in a practice round. I think it was. Or he was talking. He He's was never going to do it in an it. event. Well, this is the thing. He was talking through it and he was saying like, oh, yeah, you can just use, use your back. And he's like chipping with a wedge, but they're using the back of his wedge and like basically picking it out of the, out of the rough. Um, I also saw, quite interestingly, John Rahm and Phil Mickelson on the practice um, on the practice green or chipping green, as it were, dropping balls in the rough and talking about the technique that Phil Mickelson uses to get the ball out. And hey, you live. Well, this is the thing. So I think I, I bet he's walking around with some right swagger this week, and he Phil Mickelson. Doesn't matter where he uh, You know what? I'm just looking through. Let's just looking through them. Um, I was looking through there to see where he is because I think you th- all I was thinking is. Um, Going into this week, he's obviously buzzing about everything. Is he going to play well? I mean, he's not out of it. He's only at plus one. Or no. even par today. Yeah. Even par, sorry, round one. Uh, so, sorry, plus one yesterday, even par even total. Part, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's... Um, still in there. Still, still well within the shout. And I think the course is going to get harder as it as it goes on. There is some drivable greens, though. What's the forecast of the week? Is it fast and fit? Is it dry? I think it's going to stay dry. I think. I've not checked. Um, but from what they were saying yesterday, it it's going to stay dry it's going to stay fast and firm I think it's just it's going to come down obviously fairways and greens say that about all golf but if you can put well and make putts that's going to I think these guys are good enough where if they get in in the rough they're good enough to get it out but the way the greens are similar to like at the Masters if you put well at the Masters you're in with a shout aren't you Mm. I think it's going to be similar to that Mm. I really do so I mean we hold this big story in, in in sort of practice was Brooks Kepka shooting a 62 in a practice round. Apparently he's so. followed that with a plus one. Yeah, not a good start. <laughs> but okay, so look. But at he's not again. He's not out of it. If he no. can, if he can put seven under together today. Well, if we're saying the winning scores, we think we're going to try and make it be around four under. It's only five off that winning total. Yeah, and and look at look the way that Shofley and and Fowler have started. Sounds a thing, bit crazy that now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. But the US Open will. Um, They'll be sat at the USGA that run it, isn't yeah. it? It will be sat there thinking, right, we, that can't happen again. How what, can, we trick, how can we trick it up? So, so look at this then, Josh. Who are you thinking? What are you thinking? My heart says I want Ricky Fowler to win it. Yeah. But I think there's, we're a long way to go yet. Um, my heart says Ricky Fowler. My head says Roy McIlroy. Only because, my head says that because it's a, the story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like If Ricky wins it, it's a story. Come back. From from nowhere if, and win. If McIlroy wins, but if it's also a story, exactly. Yeah. It's like he's going to walk out that I hate live golf or why always me. Yeah, a bit exactly. like Balotelli on his tees. Yeah. So that that I'm going to then they're my two that I'd like to win. I think so. I'm I'm going to go say I'm going to agree with you. I'd love to see Ricky. I'd love to see Ricky finish a top ten because yeah. he's going to do massive things for his world ranking points. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see. Well, I think I I who obviously I, I can I'd agree with what you've just said, but I think Dustin Johnson's going to win. I think that's a brilliant shout. Um, at this, yesterday, or at the start of the week, I probably would have said Brooks Kepka, um, and he's not out of it. But those, those two guys, I don't know. I don't know what it is about them. Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson have got this thing where if they turn up and like unplayable, yeah, you can't beat them. Like I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a shame that Brooks got injured in that, and this is why I'm sort of glad around this. Piff PGA kind of thing that's going on because him coming back on the PGA tour where he should be and where he probably would have been if he wasn't injured, 
is massive, like because the guy is massive, serious in both ways, S- huge, <laughs> but seriously, seriously good golfer. Um, and it's good, it's good. I'm glad that he won the PGA Championship. I, like I said earlier in the week, I'd have said him, but my heart's saying Ricky and Roy right now. Okay, so this is a little bit off topic, but still a little bit of tech talk. Now, when I saw this as a Wait, headline... Wait, no, before we do that, Whoa. before we do that, last bit of tour trash talk, so... Sorry, I was going to say that's what I meant to say oh. about when I saw yeah. this. as um, Bowler, Thomas and Spieth in Leeds United. Dirty Leeds. <laughs> so it's come out that they are looking to invest in or with the 49... So the San Francisco 49ers have bought Leeds Oh, so they're going to buy a stake in it. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to invest in Leeds United through the San Francisco 49ers. And this is becoming a bit of a trend, really. Like Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. I know he's not a sports star, but Ryan Reynolds is a, a superstar. He's a superstar investing in, in Wrexham. Which, by the way, if you've not watched their um, because program on I think Disney for Force, exactly this right. So my opinion on this is right. I think in the next... We've seen it already since the COVID over here. Non-league football or low-league football has become more popular and people love the story. It's like, it's like in the UK, is the version of the American dream, right? A young team, a small team, young players starting their career, being a documentary and then seeing them go, hopefully not all of them, but some of the players go on to play higher league, championship or Premier League. But also just seeing a lower league team win the league. The likes of Ben Foster, that oh, penalty yeah. save. So, like, I honestly think it is a great move for them. I think it, well, yeah, and and like we've seen LeBron James invested in with along with the Red Sox invested in Liverpool. Um, Stan Kroenke it is the owner of Arsenal, and he also runs the Rams in the states. And obviously they they're winning and, and some other sports teams. The only thing obviously I imagine Leeds United fans will be thinking is Glazers. That's the only thing that they'll be thinking, which will be their word. Like but, leveraging debt. Yeah, exactly. But I don't, I don't, I don't see them three guys as wanting to leverage debt. No, I don't see them. I think they're them just sports that. fans. Yeah, exactly. They just obviously just want to get involved in some way. So interested to see how much involvement they'll have. Um, I bet uh, getting to Leeds will be a bit of a shock for him. But I've actually ever been to Leeds. Having lived there for, I lived there for what three years. Um, it's a bit different to LA. So. Um, the weather's a little bit different. Slightly. That's only change. Slightly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. only change, yeah. Um, just on that other note, before we go on to a tech talk, Josh, I watched Air. Oh, mega. How story. much does Michael Jordan make a year for passive income? Oh, you know, have you seen it? You've seen it. Yeah. 400 million from the Air Jordan. Yeah. What a brilliant movie that is. And you get a percentage of every Jordan product, product that's sold yeah. there. So, it's now time for tech talk, and we're talking grips. Gold Pride, this is an article you found on Golf Magic. Yes. So, Golf Pride, um, an, industri- an industrial industry leader in innovation and sports performance equipment, has announced the results of the first of a series of research studies into grip performance that has concluded that new golf grips offer an increased average carry length of 2.3 yards on full golf shots. So if you've got old grips, go and get them changed because... New grips will let you hit it further. So it says here, players taking part in this study found that their average ball speed, average is 121.6, increased by 1.3 miles an hour. And the average carry length was 168 yards, 0.6, and increased 2.3 yards with the designated test club. Yep. Also, 82% of these um, participants surveyed? Surveyed, Sorry, yeah. 82% of the participants surveyed felt that the new grip was more secure to very secure. 
in their hands, whereas the for non-new grips, only 24% felt that they were secure. Like, do you think the reason why it felt secure meant they could swing it faster? That, I think, is what they're going to... That's what Golf Pride yeah. are going to get at, isn't it? Yeah. They're going to say that, well, look, you can, you, you're can. you not worrying about gripping, you're not worried about letting go, you can swing faster. i tell you what, when my new launch monitor arrives, that is a video that we should do on Bat9 Films. Yeah. Do 100%. golf grips. Because when the new launch monitor arrives, we can do that video in no time at yeah. all. I'm excited, excited for this new launch monitor. Have, you, have we announced that on here? No. Not yet. Ooh, we'll keep it until it bit actually of a teaser there. Not actually signed anything yet. So well. until it's signed, sealed, delivered, then I'm not going to announce anything. Uh oh. Um, but another notes, guys. We've got some giveaways coming up next week. Um, we've got some uh, wedge giveaways. So keep your eyes on Bat Nine and listen to this podcast because we're going to tell you exactly how you can get involved to get a chance of winning a 50, 54, and 58 of the Cobra Snake Bite wedges. I've not. We've not even unwrapped them. We've left them no. in the wrapper for you because. It's nice to unwrap wedges, right? Yeah, it white, is very white, nice. White, 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 white. And these are the exact wedges that we both use. Yes. So obviously not the ones that we use. They're brand new, but yeah, they're a bit worn ours. They are mega, like mega, mega. So, guys, keep your eyes out. It's uh, time for tip of the week, but we are going playing this evening, so we're going to wrap this up very, very quickly because we are on the peg in about forty-five minutes' time. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, tip of the week this week. I'm going to do this on our toe down chipping. So we went filming last night. Honestly, oh my God. Like, it was so busy. I lost my head. It took us an hour to do the first video. And just put that in perspective, it usually takes about 20 minutes. But it took us an hour to do the first video and then another hour to do three. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. wasn't. It was a very productive evening. But at the time, I was just like, oh. But anyway, end of the tip. So toe down chipping. This is what I saw Rory, Rory McIlroy losing the head. Gone. Head uh, gone. Tiger Woods. Uh, so Tiger Woods and Scotty Scheffler. It's not like a tailor-made promo video. So it was Tiger Woods giving Scotty Scheffler a lesson. And he was saying, get really close to it, get the toe in the ground, get the heel off the ground. This way you can feel like you just make an arc stroke and it just pops the ball up in the air. So really do try this. Address the ball out the toe. Walk really close to where you handle the golf club. So the shaft angle is really, really steep, almost quite vertical. Grip down towards the steel and get as close as you can, right? Wait on your left-hand side, normal ball position, and just make what you feel is like a putting stroke. Yeah. It will pop the ball up, and it's going to work from your chip and run to your, like, 50-50 shot in the air to your lob over a bunker. It is a game-changer. Definitely, I agree with that, because I actually use this technique thanks to the man on my left. Um, right, I think that wraps us up for today. Enjoy the US Open. We will be back Monday because, obviously, all celebrations for City winning the <laughs> FA Cup, the Premier League, and the Champions League. Might be back if Ricky wins. The Trevor. Well, if Ricky wins, we're out. We're in Leeds. But we should be back on Monday. Um, so the the pod will be back out next Wednesday, hopefully as normal. Uh, City have won the treble. Up the blue. See you next week. Sorry if you don't support City. <laughs>